Hello everyone and welcome to Schlagvännerna. The name on my IG says Emil Lövström and today I have invited an artist who has competed for the Netherlands in the Eurovision Song Contest. But the same year also competed in the national pre-selection in United Kingdom but had to withdraw. How come, you ask? This and more going to be uncovered today, I hope, when we say welcome to the podcast, Esther Hart. Thank you. <laughs> Hello. How are you? I'm fine. Yes, it's um, it's crazy times, of course, for everybody, you know, and uh, a lot at home. And I have um, no 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 shows to do. And and uh, of course, the Eurovision would be in Rotterdam, which is my hometown. And you know, everything is cancelled. So uh, yeah, that's a shame. But you know, the whole world is dealing with this uh, virus. So we have to do it together and and I'm healthy so I don't complain. <laughs> What's your first memory of uh, the Eurovision Song Contest? The first memory uh well as a child I always watched with my parents you know so uh, we we were always at home with we had this newspaper then with all the participants and the the, the points you can you know you could give and it was really yeah, such a Saturday evening where you 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 looked forward to the whole year and and giving points and uh, so we always did that with with the whole family and after the show was went to the bathroom and took my hairbrush and went singing for a couple of hours wishing that I could be one day <laughs> on that stage so uh, yeah no that's that's really a memory of how it was with my parents um, so yeah I know a lot of songs from long 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 ago but most of them uh, the Dutch entries of course 2003 you managed to have songs in two different countries yeah. how come yeah that's the story yeah the thing is i had a, a record deal in uh, in the uk at the time so i was recording a lot of songs uh, in in england but also in sweden actually i went to to malmo and and stockholm and uh, uh, worked with swedish and and, and english uh, producers And we also recorded a big ballad that was called Wait for the Moment. That was one of the the yeah the, the candidates that was going to be on my album at the time. It was written by an English uh, an English guy and an, um, and also uh, produced by him. In, in the UK were that you sent that the, the the composer sent a song and there were all kinds of pre-rounds on the radio. So he thought it would be nice, you know, if wait for the moment was on the radio a couple of times, like good exposure. But the thing is he didn't tell me. So I didn't know that I was on the radio in, in the UK because it, it's like a composer's festival. So uh, 
I didn't write the song, so but I sang it. But he, he uh, well, it was on the radio a couple of times, but people keep voting on it. And then suddenly I was going to the next round, in the next round, in the next round. And at the end, I was with the last four for, for the UK. That was all happening, and I didn't know that. So... In the meanwhile, in the meantime, I was uh, talking to just a friend of me here in, in Holland, a songwriter that I know for a very long time. And he um, wrote One More Night. And he said, well, we're still looking for um, an artist. I'm not sure if a guy has to sing it or maybe a girl. Uh, he was still looking for for uh, the right artist. I knew him for a long time. And I just said, well, you know, I come to your home studio and I just sing the song for you. So you can just check, you know, what you want. If you want a girl, or you want a boy. And and then uh, I did that. Was just in his bedroom in the closet, <laughs> just uh, you know, sings in a really small home studio. Well, after two days, he wrote the song together with uh, with Ellen Michael. I'm talking about Cheert van Zanen now. And he phoned me up and he said, "Well, we were talking about this, and we really would like you to sing it." And I was like, "Oh, okay, you know." And uh, yeah, I had to think about it, but then I thought, you know, what do I have to lose if I can perform on television a nice song and I can say to the people, you know, this is me, yeah, you like it or you don't like it, and if I don't have to do all kinds of stuff that I don't want to do, <laughs> then I'm fine, you know, and, and, and I liked One More Night, so I said yes. And when just when I said yes, in the same week, the, my English uh, guy from my record company phoned me up and said, uh, you are um, with the last four on the national um, UK pre-rounds. And I said, oh, I just said yes to uh, to a guy in the Netherlands to to do the, 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 the pre-rounds. And uh, can I do both? You know, I was like, yeah, why not? And... Uh, no, but then um, after a while, the BBC wanted me uh, to choose. And then I thought, yes, what shall I do? I knew that because in that year in the Netherlands, we had all very big competition on television. We had like four pre-rounds and a big national final. And I was, of course, not sure if I was going to win that. I was only sure that I was going to be in one of the, of the pre-rounds on television. And in, in the UK, I was sure that I was going to be in the final of, you know, of the last four. Then I really followed my feeling and I thought, well, I'm I'm going to choose for, for my own country. And also because I knew the songwriters very well and because the English songwriter, you know, he didn't even tell me that I was <laughs> on those pre-rounds. So I was like, yeah, OK. And we'll wait for the moment was still on the pre-round on the UK and I only saw this year for the first time how the song it was at the end, you know, a guy was singing it. His name was Simon Shepman. Yeah, yeah. And they changed the title, yes, uh, Now and Forever instead of Wait for the Moment. And uh, and I, I heard it only for the first time like this year because I never knew uh, how it was, you know, how it sounded.
and I, you know, and I met the the duo who went for the UK eventually. It was um, after that. It was so funny because they were really one line after me, you know, performing. So I thought, well, wasn't it? A big joke if I just could just stand there on the stage and also sing the next song. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that didn't happen. So uh, no, and uh, yeah, I remember the English girl. She was so so nervous, and we all had to comfort her and say she was going to be all right. And uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, that's that's the story about the two countries. And the and the UK song we are talking about is the Cry Baby with Gemini. As you told us before, you withdraw from the UK competition and focus on the Netherlands, and that went very well. Yes, it went very well. Um, well, what I was telling you, we had four pre-rounds on television. I think four rounds of six participants or something and of every round there were two going to the national final and the national final was was here in Ahoy where the Rotterdam Eurovision was going to be this year so I have very good memories of that place I came from nothing people didn't know me in the Netherlands I was a professional singer for a long time I studied music I I teached, I did all kinds of studio work, um, but I was never in the picture myself. And suddenly I was there. So people were surprised, like, who are you and where where do you come from suddenly, you know? And uh, and at the final, um, I beat a famous Dutch uh, singer because <laughs> I thought I, that I was never going to win because... Yeah, he was already famous and, uh, you know, all the, the people were behind him. That's what I thought. But at the end, I had the most votes of the, the jury and also of the televoting uh, people. So that was very nice. And it was a, a wonderful evening. This Dutch guy that you were talking about, the famous one, who was he? he uh, that was Gordon. I'll be your hero, united together, forever strong. And he's still a famous guy. He he's a, a television host in Holland. And after 2003, he participated with a group a couple of years later with the Toppers. Yeah. 2003, the Eurovision Song Contest was held in Riga. Yeah. What do you remember from that week? It's like you're on another planet for a week. I really, really enjoyed it. Everything is far away, you know, your home is far away and all the the world troubles and whatever, you are only there. And we had such a nice team, you know. I brought my my friends with me in the backing vocals choir and, and uh, the whole delegation. We had such a nice group of people. And uh, so we had a great, great time together. And of course, you know, I had to do my thing, I, but I had to be like three minutes very, very good. So I was also very sensible. I wasn't partying all around because I always thought I have to sing. I have to do the three minutes thing. So uh, in that way, I was also I was also sort of professional, I think. And I was not like 18 anymore. You know, I was already 33. So I knew what I had to do when I was walking in Riga. Uh, that really, really surprised me because... Um, 
when I was just walking on the streets and people were, were calling my name, you know, people from Spain and from from uh, <laughs> uh, Sweden and whatever. They were like, uh, Esther. And I was like, huh, everybody knows me. You know, I was really surprised by that. I didn't know. And uh, I feel like they embraced me from the first moment that they saw me and they still do. And that's why I still love Eurovision so much. And I do a lot of Eurovision stuff still. It, I think it changed my life, the, the experience. Also, it gave my career in the Netherlands a boost because people had a face, you know, uh, with the voice till, you know, till today. And it's only, and it's, no, it's like how many years ago? It's 17 years ago was yeah. it be this year. I'm still doing a lot for the Eurovision fans. And uh, and that's, you know, I really like that. It's it's such a positive vibe. I always say in interviews, I only feel love. They're always happy when I come. And uh, and that's so nice. So I'm, I'm always, you know, happy to sing for them. And, uh, and I'm also, uh, I don't know, maybe we talk about that later, but I'm also organizing a, a Eurovision um, festival myself in the Netherlands. Tell me about it. Yeah, that's called uh, J'aime la Vlie, and Vlie is of Vlieland, and Vlieland is a little island of uh, the Netherlands, and it's a whole weekend on an island, a Eurovision island is what we call it. It's it's uh, a combination of, uh, uh, there are no cars there, for example, you know, you just, everybody on a bike, very nice beaches, nature, and Eurovision fans and people and Eurovision artists and uh, we do a very nice Saturday evening concert uh, with a live band and we invite all kinds of artists we do a sing-along in the old church of the um, of the island where people come and where I together with my friend of the, uh, who plays the piano and is a conductor of the choir there we only sing like for for one hour and a half Eurovision songs in a church together with everybody. So it's it's beautiful and also very small concerts. Uh, we had a Navi band in the Dooms, you know. We had a uh, uh, Lindsay Dragas in uh, on a terrace where we were watching all uh, uh, to the to the Wadersee, the sea. It's really, really, really nice and very positive vibe. Uh, funny you mentioned Lindsay Dracus because I will talk to her in uh, 30 minutes. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. please say hi because, you know, we met. And, and that's also nice about this, this Gemma Vli. We really, you know, there are uh, really have been friendships and, and, and because you're all a whole weekend together and... You know, when they come by boat, you know, everybody, you know, you, you welcome them and you wave them goodbye. And, you know, with Lindsay, I was was crying when she left. <laughs> She's such a nice person. And the same is, is with the ladies of Bacara, because Christina, she, of course, she, she found me if, hey, if you could call me. And that's the same, you know, Bacara was also, I met them on several events, but we invited them also to Gemma Lavli and, uh, And, uh, you know, I have a warm place in my heart for those uh, ladies. Christina and Maria is one of the most warm people I have talked to in this podcast. I love them. Yeah, yeah. Third tub and Turkey one. Did you have a personal favorite from all the songs in 2003? I, well, I rem remember Spain quite well. What I also remember is Iceland, is uh, Brigitta, 
that open your heart. Show me the pain, it's all part of who you are. Tell me your dreams, your hopes and your fears. Let go and just show me who you are. She was the first, the first song of the evening. And I, I remember that very well because, you know, you are in the dressing room and you hear her song and you're like, oh, we started, <laughs> you know, and after the, that, I also met Brigitte in Sweden, actually. Yeah, I think that's one of my favorites. Several artists and delegations have witnessed that they had problems with tattoo. Did you manage to stay out of it? They were gone, you know, they were not in the same hotel as everybody. They really kept aside from the rest. So I didn't even meet them, I guess. So I, and I was not... T- completely not interested in what they were all saying and doing and landing with helicopters on 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 hotels or whatever you know it's uh, no i didn't think that was very interesting uh, of course they they were popular so yeah i thought maybe it's a chance that they can win because of all of this but for me it was sort of more a negative sort of energy that i didn't really need there so i didn't bother <laughs> 45 points and a 13th place in the final. Yeah. Were you disappointed? Maybe a little, little bit, because I hoped that I was going to be top 10. The song was quite popular and the bookmakers were sort of positive about it. But I remember also a feeling that I was, uh, I think the day of the final, you have, of course, all the rehearsals and, and, and stuff, and that suddenly I thought, you know, I said to my my delegation, you know, I don't think I'm going to be maybe in the top 10. (laughs) I suddenly had a feeling or, you know, or, uh, but I'm going to do, you know, I'm proud of who I did, what I did, you know, I didn't make any mistakes. I, when I listen it back, I can see that it's a professional singer and I didn't, you know, sing out of tune and I, I, I performed a good performance. And what, of course, was um, a big comfort after uh, the 13th place is that I uh, had the reward, uh, you know, the reward of the the best artistic performance. So, yeah, that was very nice. And, and well deserved. No, well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so I was I was really happy with that. It's still here on my piano, actually, the reward. You want to see it? Yes, I will. It's, uh, let me see. Yeah, this yes, is. Yes, I see it. Yes. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. It's glass, yeah, and it's artistic Eurovision Song Contest 2003 Artistic Award. It stands so, yeah. <laughs> Have you been offered any songs, or maybe tried yourself to compete again? Well, no, not not uh, really. People always ask me, um, but more the like uh, the fans ask me. I must say that after I participated, the Netherlands became in a sort of dip. <laughs> Uh, for for a lot of years, uh, people didn't know what 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 to think about Eurovision. It was sort of a negative thing about it, um, and uh, Anouk really changed it for the Netherlands. It was in 2013. She was, um, of course, a very famous singer already, and she, you know, she wasn't afraid to go because a lot of artists didn't want to go because they thought it was going to harm their career in any way or. Uh, and Anouk really changed that. Yeah, I 
think there are there are new artists now in the Netherlands who who want to participate. And you know, I'm turning 50 this year. I'm getting a little old. <laughs> so uh, um, I don't think I'm. I will do do it again. You know, it's also sort of for me. It was like once in a lifetime experience. So only 2003, and then with two songs. That's not bad either. <laughs> But no. if you should compare again, how would Esther Hart sound in 2021? Well, I think it would be a, a beautiful song, you know, um, with uh, very nice lyrics and not a lot of uh, bells and, and, and fireworks and uh, more, you know. What I really loved was Portugal, for example, uh, when they won um, a couple of years ago. A beautiful song. I think that's what I what I like to do most. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me, Esther. That was fantastic. You're welcome. I really hope we will see more of you soon in Eurovision Song Contest. Uh, in any way. In any way. And maybe, you know, like 2021... If you're coming to Rotterdam, I'm going to be there, of course, because it's my city, you know. So I'm going to to perform there and 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 be there anyway. One more-